Hello and welcome back to Simply Spanish, your K-pop podcast where we talk about all things K-pop and K-media, K-dramas, K-everything. Okay? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I am one of your hosts, Mika. And I'm Emily. <laughs> That's me. So you? I was like, wait, am I alone today? <laughs> You might as not well be. I, I'm not what I signed up for. Yeah, we 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 both just took naps right beforehand, and one of us is uh struggling a little bit more. <laughs> it's okay. I have like seven pages of notes for today's episode. Oh, geez. See, I don't have any notes. I'm just going. I mean, I have my pages open, but it's mostly just going to be going right <laughs> off the dome. But because I just time crept crept up on me, so no, yeah. Have you seen that like uh, that meme? It's like the wheel of like how you're going to feel after you take a nap. What is it? It's like there's a meme. It's a picture of like someone spinning a wheel. Oh, and it has oh, like oh. all the different things of uh, how you're going <laughs> to feel after you take a nap. Oh, like there's like a very like small slur of actually feeling wonderful. Another one's like contemplating life and yeah. <laughs> having the worst headache, like severely dehydrated, like... <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely dehydrated and like <laughs> one solitary brain cell. Yeah, that's like it's the weirdest thing too cuz you you know, you'll take a nap and you know, normal people will take like a 20 minute nap. I take like 3 hour naps and I'll just wake up so dehydrated, but I'll sleep for 8 hours and like I won't drink anything for like 2 hours after I wake up. Yeah, what is that about? Right? Like I don't, I don't understand. I, there has to be a reason behind that. I wonder what it is. But that's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> so anyway, so I don't know if you guys had noticed, but we didn't, we did not record an episode for last week. Uh, we're going to try something a little bit different right now, just as we like figure, I guess, like the kind of direction we want to go with this podcast as well as just us both working full time and being severely depressed. Uh <laughs> We decided to go bi-weekly. Yeah. Because then we can also just hopefully produce more like well thought out content. You know, as I just said, I have no notes prepared. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) But, like maybe we'll get into like a schedule of like figuring out segments and like how often we're going to do certain things. Yeah. Yeah. Like we got the like our one episode a month of the debut stuff. So but we're going to be introducing some new segments in this episode today. But before we get into the K-pop side of stuff, we've both been watching some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I... I failed my assignment. I did not watch the show. I, I figured. Yeah. Because <laughs> you didn't like mention anything. I'm like, oh, no, no and I took a it. nap in the hour that I had designated to watch the first episode. See, it's it's good. But we're both watching reality type of shows. So right. do you do you want to talk about yours? I know I want to talk about mine. Sure. I don't know. If- so yours is still happening, right? It's like live. Well, like current. It's. It's current, but it's all the episodes are out. It's over. Okay. So mine's a little bit older. I've been watching Kingdom Legendary War, um, which I guess was last year, I think. Mm. Yeah, it was last year. Well, this year has only been 12 days, so everything was last year. (laughs) Wait, was Um, it last year then or was it 2020? (laughs) I think it was 2021. I remember it going on. Yeah, so this is my first time watching um like one of those K-pop group survival survival shows. shows. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> 
where they compete to the death. Um, So Kingdom has some groups that I was familiar with and some groups that I was not familiar with at all. So they have a group that's been around for a while, B2B which I wasn't familiar with at all. I wasn't, I wasn't either. I wasn't really familiar with a lot of the older groups more so like the younger groups I was familiar with. Yeah. So B2B, um, they're like more like kind of ballads and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're just like a four member group. Um, and it's possible they might even be older than me, which I know <laughs> shocking since I'm the oldest person alive. Um, but I think they've been around for a good long while. And then they had icon which is a group that i had like heard some songs from before Mm -hmm. but i hadn't i don't really know them very well been listening to them more recently um because of watching the show and i actually really like their music nice uh the boys which you i think you had mentioned last episode Mm -hmm. as a group that you were looking to get into yeah it was mainly just because of kingdom i mean i only saw episode one of kingdom Mm -hmm. but um, i've only watched two episodes so far because they're like an hour and 40 minutes yeah, yeah no, see, that's probably why I only watched one. <laughs> I had a startup PTSD. Yeah. With episode links. To be it. fair, it's like there's a lot of filler that like is not necessary <laughs> like at all. Um, In Kingdom? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's also why I, cause I was like, okay, I just want to watch the performance. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as I continue to watch the season, I might be fast forwarding a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, B2B, Icon, then SF9, which I haven't really listened to a lot of or know a lot about. Um, but I had listened to and watched their performance for Teardrop, which came out a couple of months ago. And I really liked that. <laughs> I just thought it was really funny the way that all the other groups are reacting to SF9. Mm-hmm. Um, when they first came out onto the stage, they're all wearing suits and they are all oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty tall. And like, all the other groups are like, oh my God, these models, how we look so stupid compared to them. Why are they so handsome? <laughs> like they were all like losing their minds about SF9, which I thought yeah. was really cute and funny. Um, so some of the other groups were, um, I said, yeah, B2B icon, the boys, uh, oh, straight kids, straight kids. And no, that's it. (laughs) I'm just an idiot. Um, yeah. 80s and they are the newest group. They had debuted like fairly recently before Kingdom. So really, I thought the no, I guess I don't know why I thought that the boys were like that had recently debuted, but then I found out that they've been around since like 2015 or something like that. Yeah, I think B2B is obviously the oldest group, and then I think Icon, and then the boys, and then Stray Kids, and then 80s. Yeah, when did 80s debut? Like. They debuted, oh, oh, 2018. Okay, yeah. So the boys, they debuted in 2017. Okay, I was off, but. <laughs> and then. So close. When did Stray Kids debut? Mm, in 2017 they, as well. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking either 2017 or 2018. Um. Yeah, so obviously, like I said, Kingdom Legendary War is a like survival competition show. And I watched the first two episodes and I was really, really impressed with their performances. They're they're like crazy. Um, they're like really intense. And yeah, uh, they've got like a lot of production to them. And there's lots of props and there's fire and there's like standing on people's 
backs and like jumping into the air. Um, and it was just wild. But obviously, I mean, I know who wins because it's yeah. been out for, for a yeah. while. Uh, I feel but, like with those type of things, too, it's a popularity contest. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> there's a component with like the actual judges, but a lot of it is online votes. Yeah. Uh, so I think probably the group with the biggest following ends up winning. Yeah. If I learned anything from way back in the day of Dancing with the Stars when Sarah <laughs> Palin's daughter was on there and she made it to like the final three, <laughs> that those <laughs> online votes count, man. <sighs> um, yeah. So I, I like the show. I think it is, you know, you can kind of fast forward through some bits, but it is cute to watch some of the interviews and watch the groups preparing for their performances. Um, Shocking no one. They're all extremely hard on themselves. And yeah, of course, I was just shocked to see how like how nervous and apprehensive they are about performing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because obviously this is something that they do all the time (laughs) in front of large groups of people like during Kingdom, especially since it was filmed during COVID. There's not anybody there watching them except the other groups. Uh, But yeah, they definitely put a lot of pressure on themselves to do a really good job. And I feel like you even see that with like veteran groups, too. Oh, yeah. I think it's just something in the culture. I mean, it's probably any performer, honestly, is that they still get nervous to perform. Yeah. And I think like the amount of preparation that they do for performances, it would be super devastating to like get to the actual stage and make a mistake Mm -hmm. so it makes sense just feel like they I mean they nitpick themselves and they point out things that they did wrong that I literally would have never noticed in a million years (laughs) we're our hardest critic man yeah so So that's that I am still on that journey so no I haven't gotten too far yeah, I only watched, I don't even know if I watched all the way through episode one. I think who who performed first? Was it ATs? Yes. Yeah. I think that was the only one I watched. And I was like, oh, I'll come back to this. And then I never <laughs> did. But I just, I remember they were like really nervous about the camera because like the camera was going to be like right there with them. Yeah. And so it was going to be able to like catch like all of their moves and like their mistakes. Cause I know like some of them were bumping into each other during practice. And like with that thing, you only get like one opportunity. So that's all I remember from it. But I remember them all like simping over the older groups. So it was really cute. <laughs> uh, what I thought, if you, if you go back, I, if you go back and watch any performances, from it the one I've seen some clips the mostly the straight kids ones okay maybe i just like hallucinated that i told you guys this <laughs> <laughs> yeah you didn't really say too much about it so fuck <laughs> i can't remember there was a really good performance and i think god i want to say it might have been the boys no 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 i lied it was icon icon did a performance and it was game of thrones themed Mm. and i don't even give a shit about game of thrones like at all (laughs) but it was really really cool and i highly recommend i highly recommend looking that up because that was that one was really really like theatrical yeah and they did a really good job yeah, I'll have to look at that one if I look at any. Yeah. <laughs> they are a group that I was wanting to get into this year, and I have not even started on that. So, uh, yeah, that was the whole reason I decided to even watch Kingdom is because I'm trying to get more into AT. So, I wanted to watch mm-hmm. 
some stuff with them in it. Then, of course, like <laughs> it just sent me down a rabbit hole about Stray Kids and Icon, which is not the point. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny because you say you, you started to because you wanted to get into ATs. I started it because I wanted to get into Stray Kids and I had never actually got to them performing on it. <laughs> I literally just watched ATs. <laughs> Their performance in the first episode is really good, too. Yeah, I've seen I've seen clips like because I think they perform like Wolfgang on there and um like a vampire one. Yeah. I don't know. Cause there was like the meme going around. It's like, you can only choose one werewolf or vampire. Oh yeah. 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 I remember that. TikTok yeah. vaguely. Yeah. Uh, I was bummed though, because like Mingi is my eighties bias and he's not even on Kingdom. Oh yeah. Because he like, it was during his hiatus. Mm-hmm. Well, I think um in Stray Kids, Hyunjin wasn't in the I don't later think so. Because of the scandal that was going on. So he took a hiatus. I didn't even know he had a scandal. Yeah, it was like a bullying scandal. Oh, I vaguely remember that now. Yeah. Anyway. It was very All short. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which like baffles like it just blows my mind because like in the western world it's like that would never happen (laughs) dude you can be like a literal like pedophiliac (laughs) like yeah it'll take years for your career to take a hit i mean like you see like the big hollywood producers that have been like proven to be like sexual harassers and all that and there's yeah yeah and it's like oh yeah no whatever like they're great so it doesn't matter it's just giving a free ride anyway (laughs) that's kingdom (laughs) (laughs) my riveting take on it (laughs) all right you got anything else for kingdom is that it no i don't think so okay all right well, I also watched, this is the first like actual reality TV show, Korean reality TV show that I watched. And it has been, it's, it's been blowing up lately. And that's Singles Inferno. I which gotta is on, see it. You do. It's, it's on Netflix. It's only eight episodes only. And, um, oh man, it is so ridiculous. Like I am like constantly laughing at how stupid and smart they all are because they're just like all like incredibly hot and then like they're like yeah none of these people are my type here (laughs) but um anyway so it's you start off it starts off with nine people four women and five men um all singles they're on like a deserted island like I, I thought like based off of the trailer that I saw that it was going to kind of have like survivor us because like they showed them playing games. I'm on episode five. They've only played two games and one was for the men. One was for the women. And it was literally just like a, a race. <laughs> so yeah, that's, I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm going to retract that statement of it being someone like survivor. I don't know, but so yeah, you have four women, five guys and, um, okay yeah so they are on an island right and they it's basically you know it's a dating game and the the catch is that they can't you can't tell people what your age or your profession is which is like i think that's like a really huge thing over in like korea especially like an age thing like knowing someone's age because you know honorifics and stuff oh yeah yeah um so the island is called the inferno and then you can have like these matching ceremonies and it's where it's like, like the, the women will go and say who they want to go spend a night in paradise with. Right. And then the guys will go and say who they want to spend a night in paradise with. And if they match up, like if, you know, people pick the same people, they get to go spend a night in a hotel, which is called paradise. It's like literally called paradise hotel or whatever. Like in then, the same hotel room together. Yeah. Although they have like separate beds. So, but only one of them had mentioned it. So I don't know. <laughs> so 
we don't know what happened there. Scandalous. I know. But they did make, I think they did make sure to like show like, hey, you know, there are two roos, but it was like, it's really like exquisite sweets. So they were huge. And like one of them, because they, yeah, they only showed one suite with uh, like the two bedrooms and there was like a one king side bed, size bed in one room with the master. And then there was another room with two like queen size. So that way they, they can, you know, sleep in their own beds because also it's like the first matching ceremony was on day two <laughs> so they literally only like know each other for like not even 48 hours at this point and it's like you want them to spend the night together like especially over in korea but anyway yeah and so this is the in paradise it's the only place where you can ask someone's their age and profession and they can't mention it outside of paradise they can't tell the does others the, or anything does the viewer get to yeah 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 Mm-hmm. yeah yeah but you get to hear it and um spoiler a lot of them are like models which like they're all hot so of course one of them was um really like surprising uh i won't mention it because if you're gonna watch it but there's also what i also love is what i mainly love about this show is so of course we're watching like this play out but there's also commentary of like these four, these uh, two women, these two men, like commentary, they're also watching it and they're making their own comments and like their own predictions and stuff. And they literally are so hilarious. They're like, oh yeah, I think they're going to get the most because at the first night they do like postcards um, of who like made the biggest impression. They're like, oh yeah, this guy's going to get the most postcards. And then like he gets none. It's like, anyway. So that's interesting. Sorry to interject. But one of the things that was interesting about, and I mentioned Terrace House before, I think a while back, which Mm -hmm. was like the Japanese version of the real world. Yeah. They also have like, like in between scenes of the actual show, there's just like four or five people that like talk about the show as happening. So I thought that was just a Japanese thing, but I yeah. guess apparently maybe it's just like a Asian television thing. I, I find it really amusing. Yeah, yeah, because it's like you're because, you know, I'm watching it alone, but seeing their commentary, it's like you're watching it with friends, you know, yeah. and like they're thinking the same thing you're thinking. And then they're like also bringing up other points that you may not have thought of like, oh, yeah, but it's mostly also, just hilarious. <laughs> that's my absolute dream job. Like, all I want to do is watch reality television and talk about it and somebody pay me imagine doing that with like real housewives oh my god <laughs> sign me up do it I continue. um <sighs> and i don't want to give too much away and it's it's a the show happens over nine days that's why it's only eight episodes it's like oh only day. nine days yeah and so like i said too it starts off with nine participants four girls five guys and i'm i'm at episode five right now i think or six i don't know if i finished five or if i'm on five but they just introduced three new members so two women and one man so now it's even it's five and five or no six and six because i was curious too it's like i mean i knew you know that they're gonna add more people in because it's kind of in like the first episode like when they show like oh what's gonna happen on this season you know type thing Mm -hmm. um so that's not like a spoiler really and i think even i don't know but yeah it was because it's like you can't have four women and then five guys because then obviously like one person's not gonna get paired up but uh there's just one guy that like he picks the same girl every time and also these people like they're of course they're all incredibly hot so none of them are used to reject rejection <laughs> 
So there's this one guy who's like pining after this one girl and this one girl just does not like him like i don't know she keeps like picking someone else like she knows that he if she wants a guaranteed spot in paradise like to pick him also once there's like a successful match the next match session they can't pick that person so they are forced to pick someone else which yeah which i'm glad they did because i felt like it would have just been like boring because on the first um matching like one of the couples was like i don't want to go to paradise with anyone but you and it's like that's boring like you're on this to like get to know different people yeah and a lot of them are like yeah no i've already made up my mind it's like dude you've been here for three days (laughs) like (laughs) And then these new people come in and like, see, I also hate to, I don't know if it'll be different in this show, but just from like previous reality shows that I've seen. And I I say this and I'm mainly just talking about the circle. Did you watch the circle? Oh yeah. (laughs) Did I watch the circle? (laughs) Who was that? (laughs) Brief aside. Oh my God. That one girl, the first season was so hot. I think. Oh, Randy. No, I don't. What was her name? Oh no, no. Sammy. Yeah. Oh God. She's She's really attractive. Yeah. Anyway, I follow her. I follow her on Instagram. Oh yeah, same. (laughs) There's another girl. Her name's like Randy or something. She was one of the new ones on season one. She's also incredibly attractive. Did you watch the second season? No, I only watched season one. The second season's worth watching. Yeah, I've heard that. So anyway. But like with the circle, when new people came in, like they were voted off like right away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, eh. so I was kind of worried about that with this show, too. It's like you're bringing in these new people and like everyone's already pretty much coupled up except for this one guy because he's still going pining after this one girl and she's not giving him time of day. And it's it's just it's literally the most hilarious thing because after the matching ceremony, he'll just be like so angry and pathetic. It's just uh it's so funny. And then of course, like the commentary on it is absolutely hilarious as well. Um, but I yeah, I, I'm only on episode five. They literally have just been introduced, so I have no idea uh how they're going to end up being if they're if the people are gonna give them a chance or not. Um, but of course they're attractive as well, so who knows? Um Oh, yeah. And then there's this one girl, Gia, who so she is the main reason why I wanted to watch this show, because I somehow ended up onto Singles Inferno TikTok. And like, I think because you've been on every aspect of TikTok. (laughs) I honestly have like I'm somehow on Australian spider TikTok and I do not want to be on there because it's it's horrifying but um there's like memes because she literally like knows how to play these guys so well and it's like okay i'm taking notes like she knows the exactly the right thing to say like to all of them to make them feel like they're the only guy in the world and it's just it's absolutely amazing i love her um (laughs) but um yeah i don't know is there anything else I I've I've been binging it like I said I I started it what like three four days ago I didn't watch any yesterday and I didn't watch any today I'll probably watch an episode or two tonight but when I was off for two days I really watched it but and there's like this one guy because they're all like like bare face like no facial hair and then there's this one guy that uh when he made his like first impression he looked like a mafia daddy like he had like subtle like stubble on his face and i don't know he's really he's something but um i think that's what i got for Love that, that. i definitely gotta check it out you do it's i've been like dying to talk about it and it's like i don't have anyone to talk about it with so you need to start it the so problem much. is i've dedicated my life to rhythm hive now 
Yeah. I can't watch something with subtitles and play that at the same time. Yeah. I, I really wish Rhythm Hive had like a friend system. I know. So I would like, love to we, see I wish could, like, like how my friends were doing on there. Yeah. And I would love to let you like not let you just experience you <laughs> crushing me. Because yeah. Like, that would be so much fun. Like playing. <sighs> I like actually so live, good. but yeah, I've I've spent a lot of money on Rhythm Hive. Don't be me. I haven't spent any money yet. I'm very impressed with myself. No. I have like ten of the XR cards because well, I got some of them for free. But when it was Tay's birthday, they had like a bundle thing for like fifty dollars, and I bought it. Um, so yeah, I ended up getting a lot of XR cards. See, you are gonna be the first in line to get uh NFT photo cards. <laughs> I hope not. I've been doing fairly well. Although, because, okay, hold up. All right, we're done talking about reality shows, right? I'm done. I've said my piece. You've said your piece. Yes. I want to know what is up with this artist collection with BTS and like how many they're actually making in these prices. I have not seen a single person say they got the Boston bag. I just like I'm used to them having high prices, right? But this is next level. Well, yeah, I so with a lot of the products that were put out, the prices were pretty high. I I watch a few people have said that the Boston bag was actually fairly reasonably priced. Or like, is it actually made out of nice materials and stuff? See, that's the thing, though, because it's like I've gotten things from waivers like clothing and stuff, and it's not the greatest quality. Like, there's exactly. like loose that's threads. My thing. It's like, yeah. I don't mind spending over $100 on a nice bag, but it needs to be a nice bag. Yeah. Like it looks nice in the picture, but of course they're going to take the nicest picture. Like how is it going to actually be presented to us? And we're not going to know that till, you know, people start getting it, but I don't even know how many they made. Like people are bidding on eBay. Like there was one up to like $10,000. It's like, why? I Exactly. Why? And like, too, that's against eBay because you have to physically have the item on you to sell it. So like people are like, report these, like, this is not, this is against their TOS, like, but I have not single seen, I've seen people get, you know, the pajamas, the wind chime, um, the joggers, whatever has been out, right? But I have not seen a single person actually like show that they got the Boston bag. That's crazy. Yeah. And I... I really thought, because Yoongi's collection comes out in 30 minutes, actually. I was really hoping that his necklaces were going to be, like, the cheapest thing. And then I was like, oh, watch them be, like, $80. And they're $84. Like, how? How is a wind chime cheaper? I also just, like, it's not... I mean, at least it's... I guess. I mean, it's it says it's nine twenty five sterling silver. So like, I'll give them that. That's like decent material. But it's not like it's plated in gold. Like I can go to like Smythe's and get like a necklace with like gemstones for eighty dollars. Yeah, I I really liked. Uh... I like his notes that too. Yeah. But I, like I don't lot. have my life together enough to actually use it. So I just know it would collect us. Like I have plenty of journals and like all of that that I bought. They're all like, oh, oh it's yeah. gonna be my year to be organized and nope. Yeah, I say that every year. Absolutely yeah. the fuck not. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. I I'm curious to see what the rest come out with. We got Hobie, Jimin, and JK left, right? I'm fucking dying to know what's gonna be in Jimin's collection. I know. You have any guesses? I literally can't think of anything. Yeah. Like what does like always use or always have besides like earrings? <laughs> and two, also like so far everything that has come out, like no one has guessed. Like everyone yeah, thought but- Tay was gonna come out with a beret. Um, I don't remember what people said for you. I don't know. I would have guessed that Jin was coming out with pajamas though. Yeah, yeah, that is true. And he wore them in soup. That's true. Yeah, those do look comfy, but not for over a hundred bucks, man. <laughs> I mean, Jin himself won't pay that price. <laughs> I know. And that's the thing, too. It's like they notice the price and they're like, damn. I wonder if like Yoongi knows the price. (laughs) He's like the biggest anti-capitalism dude out there. And be like, what the fuck, man? (laughs) But I don't know. I just think it's crazy that like, yeah, usually every single merch drop, regardless of how quickly it sells out. I follow like enough people in like trading and selling Instagram that Mm -hmm. I see somebody got it. I haven't. I haven't seen anybody have it. Yeah. The like, only what, person. Make five. <laughs> like, yeah. I've seen because um, Coco Dive is doing a giveaway. So I'm guessing they got one. Um, they also may have like a connection or something, you know? Yeah. Connection that uh, makes me pay twice as much for something. Dumb, dumb. Yeah. Yeah. See, <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. And I don't want to <laughs> talk about it. I'm so. <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't go with Coco Dive anymore. It's like when we used to buy our cards on Macari. I know. We we found, were like, young and dumb, and I thought I had moved past that, but I panicked. It's okay, we all make mistakes. <laughs> you may get it yours before I get mine though. I don't think so because they sent an email that was like production of like GQ magazine is halted because mm-hmm. of manufacturing delays or something. Well, no, you didn't get the GQ magazine from it. You got the, we got the, uh, the Daikon photo cards. Oh, that's what I meant. What did yeah. I? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I bought the magazines for us. <sighs> I can't even keep up. <laughs> to, uh, K-Town for you. I ended up so, because like K-Town for you, it's cheaper if you buy things in bulk because shipping is what gets shipping you. Shipping is insane. So it was still cheaper to get one on no. K-Town for no. you over Coco. But then I was like, okay, there's G-Market. I've never used G-Market. G-Market ended up being cheaper, but I've heard like slow shipping like reviews on it. So we'll see. But depending on how that goes, I might get my albums from G-Market because they're significantly cheaper, especially oh, if you really? buy bulk. I haven't mm-hmm. even looked at that. Yeah. Because I, I remember the Daikon from a while ago, like when I first started collecting, I tried getting them on there and then I was like, it wouldn't let me because I was doing it on mobile and it wouldn't let me. And I was like, oh, it's a sign, you know, until so I ended up getting it through Coco Dive. So I tried it again with the Daikon photo card thing and it wouldn't let me. And I'm like, no, I want this. I am not getting this on Coco Dive. And so... <laughs> It let me do it on the PC. But yeah. anyway, they're a little sidebar. Yes. A little sidebar tangent. But I think that's what we I got for. Corner. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we got for a reality in our uh, merch rantings. <laughs> <laughs> let's actually get into K-pop stuff now. Yeah. Let's do it. So let's start with one of our new segments that we're going to do. So we, this is like an idea we kind of toyed around with before we actually started. And that's like a having like a song of the week yeah oh yeah 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 and so i guess we'll both do a song so it'll be two songs of the week and it doesn't necessarily have to be a new song it can be just a song that you may have found that you're just really into you know type thing 
So do you want to go first? You want me to go first? You can go first. Okay. All right. Mine has a story. All right. Let's hear it. So I don't know how you're going to do your song of the week, but I, I wanted to do mine as like, I wanted to like really like dive into it. Like I wanted to look into the lyrics and stuff, mm-hmm. but this song literally does not exist anywhere other than Spotify. What? So yeah. So a few days ago, I posted it on our Discord. Um, I went on to Spotify. I guess I was, I was probably at work, you know, because that's usually when I listen to Spotify. And it'll show like, oh, new release. And so I saw a new release from Ashby Winter. And I love me some Ashby. I, I found her a few months ago, actually through TikToks. It was like, hey, hip hop artists you need to like listen to. And so I found her through there and I really like her stuff. And I was like, oh, like, nice, a banger. Let me listen to this. And so I pull up Winter only on Spotify. It is the softest song that I I still am like doubting myself that it's actually her because like if you listen to her songs like they're all like like hip-hop like R&B like really high energy like absolute bangers and then she has this like incredibly soft song winter and like when we decided to do this I went and I looked on YouTube it's not on YouTube I I couldn't even find her Twitter I don't even know if she has a Twitter she has an Instagram and her Instagram is still promoting the song before uh winter mm-hmm. which is part-time which is a really good song also i didn't realize she came out with an album in 2021 and i listened to it after i listened to winter and i'm like so mad at myself because at least one of these songs would have ended up on my top uh. <laughs> but that's all right because i had no idea i don't know if i found i don't know at what point in 2021 came it came out but like so like she makes like really like hot like sexy like rap songs like she has songs titled like bounce that ass um dick up freestyle booty like <laughs> they're just like like that type of like vibe and then hearing this like song winter i don't know did you listen to it no i can't even find it it's in the new music hype it's like way up <clears throat> it's from the seventh so it came out on the seventh or the sixth or something um but yeah I, I like i said i wanted to like look into the lyrics and like see what the song is actually about so i think it's purely in korean um but so come on get to work translate it right <laughs> but like i even googled it nothing it's just i don't know so it's like i still doubt that this is this song even real is it her like she can sing it's like in some of her songs she does sing but this is like a full like singing song and it's just it's so good and i really like it and it's my song of the week because yeah i i really you'll have to send it to me because i like cannot find it for the life of me i will i'll tag you i can find playlists dedicated to it but i cannot find it tagged you all right thanks i'll give it a listen after we (laughs) finish recording but i i do really recommend her stuff like i was actually listening it's what i was listening to before uh we started recording um because i hadn't actually listened to her 2021 album yet until like today Mm -hmm. and uh and it's brad of the year like come on so um yeah it's just there's so many good songs on that album and then it's just winter and it's not even like the cover like the cover art for winter it's not even like something that's like like produced i don't know how to say it like you know but it's just like a picture of her in like the studio or something so but it's like it's acoustic it's soft it's just 
I don't know. It's really pretty. And I, when I clicked on it the first time, I was like, oh, like, you know, I'm ready to like jam out, you know? And then it's just, it's so soft. And it was just, it was a very pleasant surprise. Like I was surprised. I didn't know that she, I don't want to say I, I, I didn't, I didn't know that she could sing. Yeah. <laughs> but I mainly just heard her rap. So yeah. um, I really, she has a really pretty voice. So yeah, that's my song of the week. Highly recommend it. Only has three thousand plays on um on Spotify, which Dang. like that's the only place it's at. And then I because I was looking because I was trying to find if she had a Twitter, but there's like so many Ash B's on Twitter. There's none that are like verified because like sometimes it'll link it on their Spotify. So like I click on her about and like her most um she has like a little under a hundred thousand monthly listeners and her top one is actually in like mexico city mexico like which is wild interesting yeah and then like seoul korea is like number five so yeah which i thought was pretty interesting that she's like getting known internationally you know so yep that's my song nice 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 do you think you know what my song of the week is (laughs) is it is it that one um is it Ruby? Yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> the one that like, you and Iris, you know, can't click the link on. <laughs> I still haven't listened to it either. <laughs> I, it's really good. I mean, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so Ruby is a solar release by Woozy from Seventeen. And a little about the song says Ruby is the first own solo release by 17's Woozy, where he participated in all aspects of production, including lyrics, composition and arrangement, adding unrivaled musical color and emotions. This all English pop rock song compares the enchantment that comes with being captivated by a jewel to falling for a girl. It showcases and highlights his flaming vocals on the backdrop of a symphonic rock melody. Woozy has also stated that the song is a gift to carrots. So I um, forgot that their fandom name was carrots for a second. Yeah. <laughs> I literally thought he was talking about the vegetable. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is his solo release. I did not know this. Uh, like I said, I am someone that desperately would like to follow 17 but fails miserably at it. There is something called the 13, the 13 tapes or the 13 missed mixtapes or something like that um and oh it's yeah just called the 13 tapes so it's like interviews in a photo book series and it coincides with the releases of these solo mixtapes so uh last year hoshi's spider came out that was the first one and then Hmm. woozy's ruby is the second one so i mean oh so they're gonna do one for each member it seems that would make sense 13 13 of them yeah exactly oh starting to click in my brain yeah yeah so his is the second uh woozy does like out of all the members he writes and like composes and arranges and produces the most for the group uh so i thought it was cool that his solo song he obviously did a lot for the song and i really like it it's uh it is all in english he said it, it just felt like intuitive to write in english for this song he felt like the song fit best in english mm-hmm. uh so <laughs> the the video for it is like everything's obviously like a very red like ruby motif uh he wears this like excellent balenciaga suit jacket (laughs) i think he looks stunning (laughs) 
there's like lots of very attractive people walking around him the whole time. And it's just kind of like a badass, like very rocky, like song. And he sounds really good on it. The lyrics, <laughs> I'm I'm like very intrigued by some of the lyrics. Uh, <laughs> specifically, like he makes this kind of bizarre Coke Zero <laughs> reference. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you saying that. <laughs> Which to me, so it's like, it says she got the ruby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Think I'm out my mind. Pass me a Coke Zero to calm down. Shit. This is red, too. <laughs> so I mean, like, yeah, Coke Zero cans are red, but I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that has to do with anything. I wonder if I wonder if you got money for it. I know. But then like also, can't songs not chart if they mention a oh, product in Korea? I don't know. Because I think that's like. Oh, that reminds me. I do want to mention something. Billboard changed their uh, charting stuff. So we'll talk about that after. So, yeah, I thought it was interesting that he like specifically mentioned that product. Uh, Maybe he just really loves Coke Zero and just like wanted to give them a shout out. Uh, hey, I also love me some Coke Zero. So, but yeah, I guess I don't think that like they can perform a song like on any of the, you know, performancey comeback yeah, the music show shows, things yeah. yeah or have it chart on was it guy on mm-hmm. if it has a product in it so That's so interesting i think yeah i thought that was interesting yeah. anyway i really like this song i think it's like a rocky cool vibe uh i like him he's another short king uh, <laughs> he's so I just you posted pictures of like was it him next to Subin from TXC? yeah he's so and he's small. just so tiny <laughs> it's really cute uh but I think it's really exciting that each of I mean it seems like we don't have 100% confirmation but it seems like all the members of 17 are going to be putting out solo songs yeah I've heard spider mm-hmm. so but it's movie it, are probably are probably my biases. So it's it's kind of nice that they're the first two to come out with solo stuff. Speaking of seventeen, um, and Rhythm Hive, since we just talked about it, Rhythm Hive announced that they're going to be adding a new artist to the game. Mm. So I'm thinking it might be seventeen. Although people are thinking that they're gonna be starting to branch out from Hive include other groups but like other groups have like their own type of rhythm game through like superstar mm-hmm. which i don't really like those but um but it would make sense if they did 17 or from us nine which i did start listening to but i have nothing to say about them yet <laughs> <laughs> well listen to ruby i like it it's good when you were like talking zero you- anthem yeah it's funny because when you were like reading off like about the song i'm like damn that's what i was trying to find for my song and i couldn't find shit man <laughs> sorry no, it's all good but he yeah. actually yeah he did a couple interviews about it he did like a teen vogue interview mm-hmm. um so been promoting it which one I guess, do you like, like sorry go ahead. sorry oh i was just saying i get i guess it makes sense that he's promoting it in western publications since it's in english yeah yeah so do you prefer Spider or Ruby? Which one do you like more? I think Ruby, but it also could just be like, because that's the one that's like the newest I've been bopping to like all week. Yeah, fair enough. So great. Yeah, that's our songs of the week. Songs of the week. Yeah. 
I I think we I think it's pretty fun to do. Yeah. So you can probably expect us to do that for every episode. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um and again, it doesn't have to be like necessarily new releases. It can just be like a song that we just found or, you know, one that we're just especially jamming out to recently. Yeah. Sometimes so. it's fun to like stumble on songs that are from a while ago that you just happen to miss when they came mm-hmm. out. Yep. Exactly. Like this entire Ashby album I just found. Like why didn't I know about it in 2021? Anyway, I'm past it. Oh, <laughs> are you? <laughs> yeah, a, a little bit. So I did want to, I had mentioned this. They, I had saw someone post on Instagram that Billboard is changing their rules for Hot 100 and other charts. So before, and I, I participated in this with butter um and it's like the digital sales so before you could buy a song you know infinite amount of times and they would each count as one right Mm -hmm. so now they changed it to where it's one per person like one per account one per customer per week and you know okay i understand it right uh because if you're like like spam buying these songs so that artists can chart higher i don't really think it'll affect because i mean i did it for bts i don't really think it'll affect them too much because they are so big but i do think it'll and like i saw this someone had posted too that it's i think i think it'll affect like smaller artists because it's it's pretty well known that artists get their money from people actually buying the song right and so in like streaming a song they get like the shittiest pay for it and so they say they best the best way to pay not the best way to pay, the best way to support an artist like financially in that way like for a song is to buy the actual song so um yeah i think it'll really affect like other artists and like smaller ones since digital sales are like one of the few ways that they can um make money on music yeah um and like and like I said, I've only really done it with BTS and it was really just with Butter. Because so I think I bought it like five times. Whereas like a lot of people bought it like way more. But I didn't even I, buy it at all. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny because whenever I hook up my... Because um, I bought it on iTunes, right? And so whenever I hook my headphones up, it automatically wants to play the hotter remix of Butter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no i don't like why that i hate always... that if you buy something on itunes that sorry this is like a <laughs> mini fine. rant i hate that if you buy something on itunes it automatically plays whenever you like connect your phone to bluetooth or an aux cord or whatever the fuck yeah it drives me crazy yeah yeah that's what it does here and i was so confused at first and then i saw that it was because of itunes rockle music i'm like oh okay even though i've never listened to this <laughs> <laughs> listen to it through here um but yeah like i wasn't even how do i want to put it i don't know i just i i don't know where i was gonna go with that i would feel yeah. like the streams make more of a difference in the individual sales but like they get more money from streaming no 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 or just that the impact in the actual charting the impact on the charting yeah well, yes, they do. Um, but there's also like Billboard has digital sales charts. And um, that's also a component of Hot 100 and like other charts. But there is like a, a specific chart that Billboard has where it's like a, a sales chart. Gotcha. So it'll mainly affect that. But it's we we know how or well, we could, we all have our theory and critique on Billboard of how they treat K-pop artists on their charts. It's like it's nothing's really a problem until a K-pop group gets yeah. high on their list with one of the things like, you know, so it's it doesn't really feel right. But 
Anyway, I just wanted to mention that because that yeah, was... that is interesting and relevant to yeah. Because I was just released today, this morning, actually on the the twelfth. So interesting. Yeah, so that'll be interesting, and because I I do think we're gonna get a comeback from BTS real soon. Because I think so. They too. are pumping out a lot of YouTube content of stuff from uh, Permission to Dance, like behind the scenes stuff. So I think they're trying to clear out the. Speaking of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At work today, <laughs> during the morning announcements, they played the UN performance of Permission to Dance. Oh, did they really? They did, and all my students clowned me. Of course they did. Why did they play it? They play a song, like, before the morning announcements every oh. every morning. Gotcha. And they just happened. They played Permission to Dance, but they, for some reason, specifically chose the UN performance. Yeah. I mean, it was a good one. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) that was my happy moment of the day. As it should be. Um, Yeah. So, all right. So now we're going to go, we're going to move on to our our last little segment. And and, uh, we we wanted to revisit some older groups. And I think we both went with our like introduction to K-pop groups. We did. Am I correct? Okay. So I guess I'll go first. Uh, we'll see how this goes because I didn't write anything down. Um, so if you listen to our episode one of the podcast, we talked about what got us into K-pop and like the group that got us into K-pop. And for me, it was Girls Generation. And honestly, I don't even know if this was the group that got me into. <sighs> see, I don't know because like my first song that I listened to with Girls Generation was G. Because that was, I think that's what really like made them like skyrocket in popularity. Um, and that was in 2009, which it would make sense for it to be one of the first few songs I listened to because I was a freshman in high school in 2009. But also 2009 was just like such a horrendous year that I've blocked a lot of it out. Because <laughs> like I do know I listened to a lot of like boy groups, but I can't remember a single one <laughs> that I like, like a song that I listened to. I know I probably listened to like Super Junior, Shiny, you know, um, groups like that. So G was like the only one I really remembered and so I I had listened to a few girls generation songs like during this time um like you know the boys and oh and like they're really popular ones during that time but of course this was before I even knew like what biases were like I mean I guess we all kind of had one because I was thinking I was like you know I had a preference in like the Jonas Brothers you know like in bands <laughs> you have like a favorite but you never oh, wait really- who is your Jonas Brothers bias <laughs> so in middle school and like high school it was nick because he was closest in age to me but as a grown up and i don't know nick just he puts off this vibe that he's like a massive tool so it's joe yeah joe (laughs) all the way start to finish (laughs) like i really just think like nick was my bias because uh he was just closest in age to me and he shared he shared a birthday with my mom like this is a September 16th Soulmates. and my mom's was <laughs> hey he's a Virgo like what can I oh say oh my god you and your Virgos <laughs> there is nothing I will forget like let me start again I don't know how to make sentences I will never forget <laughs> the speech he made about his diabetes yeah anyway I'm sorry anyway. girls generation <laughs> Yeah. So I'm going to fast forward a little bit. So last year I watched a K-drama run on 
And um, there was this actress in it and her character, Dana, Dana, I don't know. I don't remember. And they don't have the hangul. Yeah, they don't have the hangul up. So I can't actually attempt. Um, And she looked so familiar to me. And so I looked her up and then I saw that she was in Girls' Generation. And I'm like, oh, my God. And so I went back and watched G because that's like I've seen Girls' Generation like music videos and I've listened to some of their songs. Um, But that was like my main one. And so I looked back and she was literally my bias in Girls' Generation before I knew what biases were. Like, she was the one I was, like, always, like, my eyes just gravitated towards, you know? Mm -hmm. And so to, like, see her after all these years and run on. (laughs) (laughs) And then I I recently watched uh, Move to Heaven, and she's a character in that, too. She was only in, like, two three episodes but it's just like whatever you know it's like i see her and i just get all giddy and like makes me so happy because i just wasn't expecting like wait is that her and it totally is but um yeah so girls generation so they 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 debuted in 2020 i was gonna say 2017 2007 and um there was originally nine members in girls generation um one of the girls left in 2014 that's jessica um so we have uh, taeyon taeyon um and this is they're through SM Entertainment. And she's the leader. And then we have Sunny, Tiffany, uh, Hyoyan. I'm so good to butcher these. I'm sorry. Uh, she's a Virgo. We love to see it. <laughs> we have Yuri. And then oh, I didn't even mention the girl that was in Run On Young. That's who it is. That um, was my bias before I even knew she was biased. And I'm like, oh, she must be a Virgo. But no, she's an Aquarius. That's all right. Uh <laughs> You know, they can't, we can't all have, they can't all be Virgos. Anyway, and then Yuna and Soyun, and then, yeah, former member Jessica. And, um, and they're also known as SNSD. And so, like I said, I, I didn't really listen, listen to them. Like, I only knew a few songs, mainly G. And then, so when we decided to do this segment, I went back and I listened through their discography. I actually didn't get through all of it because there's 10 years of stuff. Right. And I was actually like kind of (laughs) worried to like go back through their discography because of course they're going to have like songs from 2007 and like, because I had watched like some of the music videos and just even just in that short period of time, music has just changed. Oh, yeah. So much. Oh, yeah. And so I was watching like some of the music videos and I just in uh, like 2009 and stuff like the full on like huge fringe bangs and <laughs> it was, like, you so love hot. bangs. I know. Not Okay. I, I was a fan of those type of bangs back then. I'm not so much anymore, but <laughs> um, like the punk type of bangs, like the huge fringe bangs and then like the low rise jeans. It's like, oh yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so I did. Um, I went through their discography and I listened to their uh their like debut album I guess which is just titled Girls Generation. And so something I noticed too when I was going through this was that albums during this time were like actual full-length albums. Like their debut album, well, yeah. I mean, it, they didn't the album didn't come out right when they debuted, but it came out in the same year. It had 11 songs. So, do they have many albums or no? No, no like not albums? at all. No, huh. like their girls' generation has eleven songs. Uh, baby, baby, 
The 2008 album has 14 songs. Oh, the second album has 12 songs. You know what um, I would be? The Boys, 17. Like, you know they're... what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, the lowest amount of songs they have on an album is 10. Wow. I'm wondering if, because like in 2007, people still bought CDs. Like, that was your main way yeah. of getting mm-hmm. music. So I feel like the mini albums and like all the album inclusions and the photo cards and shit probably started when CD sales started to decline. So maybe yeah, it was true. like normal to just put out full length mm-hmm. albums. Because you're only going to buy one. Right. So like you might as well just put all the songs on it. And if you're not getting photo cards or inclusions, then there's not as much of a need to break it up into like 16 different albums. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. also too, because like, you know, now with mini albums, we get multiple a year usually from an artist. Yeah, exactly. And so like during this time, you're only getting like one a year. Because I was curious too. I didn't even think about that. But I, I went and looked at like Super Junior and EXO and all those groups. And they all had like full length albums. Mm. So yeah. <laughs> Korean marketing, so fucking smart. I know, honestly. I, I'm surprised the Western market hasn't adapted to it yet. At least for like girl groups and boy groups, you know? Yeah, I wonder. Unless they have, and I just don't know because or I just like I don't wonder if anybody would go for it. Like fan yeah. culture is different with yeah. Western stuff. That's true. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like people would buy Taylor Swift photo cards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they would for sure, a hundred percent. Well, because like also too, I don't know. Maybe like I think it would pass. It would do really well with younger audiences yeah. because I remember going back to the Jonas Brothers. I used to print out like pictures of them, put them on my wall, yeah. or like keep them in a binder. Like those were my photo cards back in yeah, the day. Yeah, and I was really like obsessed with like the like photo booklets that you would get in a CD yes. and like the lyrics yes. and like liner. And I would and buy stuff. a magazine even if it just had like one picture of them in it. It's true. So, and I did the I'm same thing like, like Efron. So <laughs> I'm trying to picture like modern hip hop artists having like having like photo cards. You know who would have amazing photo cards? Uh Lil Nas X. He Honestly. Should it. He should start it. He should. I would buy it. Get his people on the phone. <laughs> Or like, cause I I mentioned cause like Snoop Dogg, like Girls Generation did a song with Snoop Dogg, like it was a remix of one of their that. songs. But this dude's been in the K-pop game since like 2008. I know, you know? like he knows what's up. Him and T Pain. Yes. So like, imagine getting some Snoop Dogg photo cards. <laughs> T Pain. Yeah, they double as rolling papers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's also the inclusion. Like you know, some will get stickers. No, there's rolling papers. <laughs> I think we're starting a revolution. I'm here for it. <laughs> anyway, so I, I didn't listen to their full discography because it's a lot and I was at work. Um, but I actually really love their first album, like their title album, Girls Generation. And it was just they have so they're they have such a wide variety of like genres of music. Like they have like girl crush stuff. They have like hip hop, R&B, EDM, bubblegum pop, like electro pop. Like there's just so many different types of music that they've uh, gone through. And um, and so I was curious because, you know, they they aren't active anymore. And so I was like, oh, like, when did they disband? You know, like, what's going on with them? And so I found out that in 2017, so there's eight members after the ninth member left. Three of them did not renew their contract 
with SM, but the other five did. And so they never actually disbanded. They're just on an infinite hiatus. So, so there's a chance. Maybe. Because <laughs> yeah. only three of them didn't renew their contract and the other five are still with SM Entertainment. And like, because I haven't heard, I haven't listened to Sunny Toyon Yuri or Yuna's music, but I have listened to Taeyeon's music. And I really love her music, her solo stuff. Um, I was honestly surprised her stuff didn't end up on my top 20 list for 2021. She has a lot of good songs so and yeah they yeah they renewed their contracts back in 2020 so i don't know maybe we'll get and and it makes sense now because as i started getting back into k-pop especially over the past like year i kept seeing stuff like oh you know when will like girls generation come back you know same thing with 21 but like they never actually disbanded so there's a there's a there's a chance and it says that future activities remain to be discussed so and they're focusing on solo activities right now but who knows and if they do ever make music together as a group they will be getting my attention because they didn't when i was younger i'm sorry <laughs> but yeah i i think that's all i got i but yeah like i said i was really worried <laughs> when I was going to go back into like listening to uh, their songs especially like their older stuff I wasn't going to like it and then I was going to feel bad but I actually really still like a lot of their stuff I have a confession to make okay I've never listened to any of their songs including G what I know (laughs) it's like it's one of those things where I feel like I've gone so long without ever hearing it Mm -hmm. that it's like it feels too late even though it's like there's nothing stopping me from listening to it maybe this is the push I need yeah see it's like also too I don't even know like like I'm like worried and like anxious that you won't like it because it's literally just been so long especially I know but I'm pretty easy to please like yeah but yeah you should totally listen to it you know yeah, if you listen because like to everyone it, always cites it as like i don't know like people refer to it constantly so there's something like because they won an award they were the, like the first female group to win some type of award yeah girls generation is pretty iconic and uh they won i've never actually said the word out out loud they songs you know it's really funny as i literally as you said that <laughs> was looking up how to pronounce that word because i need to say it a little bit <laughs> how was it pronounced is it they songs i don't know but they won um two in 2009 or they won one in 2009 then won one in 2011 and then they won a disc day song in 2010 yeah, at the golden right. disc awards which made them the first girl group to win a grand prize three times in a row in the awards history and the first girl group to win an album of the year uh, they sung. So, you know, they, they really, uh, I don't know where I was going with that. They kind of like paved the way for like a lot of the girl yeah, 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 yeah. groups. Yeah, for sure. But, um, oh, they were actually, and I'm just reading this too, because again, like I said, I didn't write down any notes because I was lazy this week, but they were the first Korean uh, celebrities to have official postage stamps distributed by the Korean Post. I love that. Right? Like, I, so. Wait, do other K-pop groups like currently have postage stamps? Because I feel like I need to collect <laughs> postage stamps now. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, where do you collect stamps? Like, oh, okay. Like, no, Korean stamps. <laughs> I used to have a stamp collection. You really? <laughs> it gets even stupider. <laughs> I won it by, like, scoring the highest on a Bible exam. Oh, my God. <laughs> In middle school, my Bible teacher gave me a 
a portion of his stamp collection. <laughs> so did you actually collect them or was that it? No, <laughs> so I guess I didn't really collect them. I just had some. <laughs> so so what happened to it? I don't know. I think I threw it away. But I mean, it had really old stamps, like ancient stamps. You could have been like a millionaire. I know, right? right? I blew it. I blew I it. That's what I'm just banking on for these photo cards, man. <laughs> When I got a Boston bag, I could be, I could have gotten like 20K off of it, man. Anyway, yeah, I think that's what I got for Bill's generation. And just like actually, and I that's what I really liked about like this week, us going back and like taking a look because I know you have a different experience with your group than I did. Like I don't really know. I didn't really know Girls Generation that much. I just knew they were my introduction to K-pop. So yeah. actually being able to go back and look and see like what they've done and actually get to listen to their music, it just it makes me like really excited and I just know if they do end up coming back and like making music as a group that I am just going to be incredibly happy. And um, yeah, I probably will collect, <laughs> but you know, it's fine. So yeah, that's, that's all I got for girls generation. Gotcha. Well, <laughs> I'm glad you can't see my notes for my group because <laughs> they're like very manic and like very disorienting. And I hope I can even follow my own trains of thought. Love it. So my group that I'm going to talk about this week is 21. (laughs) Uh, Shocking. Shocking. (laughs) Uh, Obviously, we know my deep love for CL. And I've talked a lot about how 21 was like my introduction to K-pop. So I didn't know like a ton about their origins or like their accomplishments because they did disband in 2016. And I wasn't really following them. Or I didn't really get into their music until basically right before they disbanded, which was, mm-hmm. you know, shitty Project. timing. Yeah. So while I was like looking into them for this week's podcast, I really learned there's like a lot of information about them. And there's a lot of information about the four members like separately because they've had pretty big careers in the group and then outside of the group as well. So there, there's only four members. There's only four one? members. Yes. See, like I thought there were more, and then I also thought there were like twelve members in Girls Generation because I just remember there being so many. I know. I thought there was a ton, in, a ton of people in Girls Generation. Yeah. And so for it just to be nine and eight, I was like, damn, like that's that's not a whole lot. I right. Mean, it is a lot, but you know, compared to like seventeen with thirteen members. Right. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Oh, that's okay. So 21, they debuted in 2009 and they disbanded in 2016. And I'm going to get into their disbandment because there's some layers to it. And this is why I have such a short fuse with YG and how they treat Blackpink, because I feel like YG did 21 super dirty. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I just it makes me angry. Yeah. (laughs) So starting off with the the only one. (laughs) Yeah. The four members are bomb. She is the main vocalist. Then we've got Dara, who's the vocalist and sub rapper. Minzy, who is the main dancer and lead vocalist and lead rapper. And then CL, who is the leader, main rapper, lead dancer and lead vocalist. Um, CL is also like often considered the face of the group, even though, you know, all four of them are really popular. Mm -hmm. I did not know that the age ranges within the group were so wide. Uh, So currently... Uh, Park Bomb is 37. Oh, wow. And Minzy is only 27. Oh, wow. 
last of a 10 year. Yeah. And CL is 30. I'm not sure exactly how old Dara is right now, but obviously from the oldest to the youngest, there's a 10, 10 year age range. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, so just like some of their big accomplishments as a group was that they, so they debuted, they had like, I don't, I've never even actually heard this song, but they debuted with like a joint song with Big Bang called Lollipop. But there was some like product advertisement in it, so it couldn't actually chart. And then it, it so it wasn't like counted as their debut, I guess, like technically. Mm-hmm. But then they came out with two songs, I Don't Care and Fire. And they were the first auto group to receive a, how do we say it was said? Daisung? Yeah, that's what I'm going with. They're Daisung. the first auto group to receive a Daisung in the same year of their debut, which they got oh, wow. for I Don't Care. Um, their music video I I've heard that one. <laughs> for Fire, they released two versions of Fire and it achieved, and both of them achieved over 2 million views in 24 hours, which is like Damn. pretty unheard of, of the t- at the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now that's like nothing, but like back right, then. Yeah. Right. It was like a really big deal at the time. Yeah, yeah. Person that they worked with on like a lot of their songs and you notice he's credited a lot on their songs is Teddy because mm-hmm. they are signed to YG like I mentioned. Yeah. Um, and I honestly think Minzy mentioned it in an interview, like Teddy was like a really good presence for them, like actually looked out for and cared for them, which the CEO of YG did not. Yeah, when I, just a little sidebar, when I watched the, because you watched the Blackpink uh, documentary, right? Yes. And that's the same Teddy that was yes. in there, right? Mm-hmm. It seemed like he really had like, like he looked out for them and had like their best interest. I think he's a good guy. And I think that YG's and the groups that are signed to YG are very lucky to have him. And mm-hmm. I think probably it's, I don't know, maybe a little bit easier to be signed to Black Label because he's in charge of that. Oh, okay. Because so notice even him, like, right? I think about like Somi's album. Yeah. Uh, Did Teddy do that? He's definitely like involved in, yeah. in, in it. She just seems like she has more artistic freedom a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Like it just seemed more mm-hmm. less restrictive than other K-pop albums, I guess. Mm-hmm. They also had the first world tour of a girl K-pop group. And the year that they did their world tour, their New Jersey concert was named the second mm-hmm. best concert of the year by the New York Times. Really? So, yeah. Oh, wow. So like, that was something because I had looked at Girls Generations tours mm-hmm. and they never did like a world tour. They just did uh, like Korea and Japan. Yeah. So 21 is like associated along with Big Bang mm-hmm. as being like a big part of like the Korea wave, like and K-pop artists, like breaking into Western culture and all that. Yeah, I saw that on Girls' Generation as well. They were also part of it. Yeah, that whole era of music was like... We talked about that, right, before? Mm -hmm. Yeah. With Psy, yeah. Daddy (laughs) Psy. Daddy Psy. And then 21's final album, Crushed, was the highest ranking K-pop album at the time. It was number 61 on Billboard. Oh, wow. So they did end up disbanding... In 2016, so Minzy ended up leaving in April of 2016, and then in November, the rest of the group officially disbanded. However, 
the circumstances surrounding their disbandment are are like like really bizarre. Well, not bizarre. They were just like handled really crappy. And so Minzy left first. And I'm going to get into a little bit about why Minzy left and just kind of some background on her because I think her story is pretty interesting. But the rest of the girls did not know they were disbanding until it was announced in the news. Are you serious? Like nobody told them. How though? Like, aren't they a part of that process? Apparently not. <laughs> so they had been planning and preparing for a comeback. And I guess there's like an album that was completed that was never released. And according Ooh. to YG, there was apparently a member that had a hard time making up her mind. And it says this member had written a handwritten note for Yang Hyun Suk that revealed her intent to focus on her prom- promotions, but she was unable to keep her promise. Nobody knows which member that is. And none of the girls have ever said which I call bullshit member that was. Yeah, exactly. And all the girls are really close. Like they still keep in contact. They've continued to work on each other's projects since disbandment. And Minzy had already left. So I, I don't think that like one of the other three would be like just not committed to the process. Like it just seemed fishy, mm-hmm. especially because it's been speculated since then that they pushed the disbandment of 21 so that they could focus all their energy into debuting Blackpink. Really? Yeah. So I don't know. It, it just it said that. Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> Like YG is big enough that they can have more than one girl group. Yeah, you would think. Like they are like one of the what is called the big three. Like, right. I my suspicions is that they were just maybe like asking for more or they just uh, YG didn't feel like dealing with them after Minzy left or something. I don't know. But I think it's insane that they didn't even know. Like they saw it on social media. They heard it on TV. That's how they found out that they were disbanding. Mm -hmm. Um, In 2017, they released a song called Goodbye. And that was like their final single like song saying goodbye to their fans. And that was also really sad too, because I don't know if YG didn't let her just didn't tell her nobody told Minzy about it so she's not on the track so it's just like I don't like a lot of how they were dealt with towards the end of their career and actually even looking into some of the things that happened when they were still together I just feel like YG sucks (laughs) yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah so that kind of made me sad I mean even like I I suspected that they were not treated well and I think even now like obviously there's problems in the k-pop industry and I'm sure there's lots of exploitation and and not a lot of I'm sure still artists don't have a ton of say in a lot of things but I'm assuming that 10 years ago it was even worse yeah oh some other things that I thought (laughs) on a happier note some other things that I thought were interesting is they are like credited as really being like style icons for a lot of their concerts they would have over a hundred custom made outfits per concert per concert which i think is insane well i guess per tour not just like one concert well yeah but like outfit change wise like damn isn't that insane like one show changing that many times it is just four of them i know it's so crazy. That's that's 25 outfits per. Unless it's like talking about like backup dancers as well. That's true. That could be true. Uh, Which then it would make more sense. <laughs> I was really hope there weren't 25 outfit changes. 
the, the whole entire concert that makes just more sense. Ours. Me, I'm like literally like, <laughs> oh my god, they changed 25 times. They only perform two songs and the rest is just like videos. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so style and their style was like a big, um, like important thing in their group. They kind of brought a lot of high-end European brands like to Asia, like by partnering with different like high fashion houses and all that stuff that I don't really know that much about, but it's definitely mentioned a ton. Like every time you look at anything involving them, uh, something that I thought was interesting is Dara was the first person to have this hairstyle called palm tree hair. And I guess it's been done a lot in K-pop since then. It's like this ponytail where you like have ponytail holders or like ribbon all the way up the ponytail so that it sticks straight up and then it has a little like palm tree looking thing at the Um, top i'm googling this right now (laughs) (laughs) so like she popularized that i guess (laughs) that was interesting they also are said to be like kind of the first real like full girl crush concept girl group um because they are like really kind of like badass confident and they were See, like, okay, I, I'm sorry to interject. No, go ahead. I'm, I'm looking at this hairstyle and uh, they definitely had this hairstyle in Sailor Moon. So <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe she was the first real person yeah. to wear it. <laughs> anyway, continue. So um, they just kind of like ushered in this new era of girl groups and you can see like a lot of of girl groups since then have definitely been influenced by them like blackpink is totally influenced by 21 they're like very similar yeah so i thought that was interesting and and that was definitely what even drew me to their music and k-pop is is seeing how they were kind of not like as cutesy or like girly they were more kind of badass and more like hip-hop and like harder uh so that was definitely kind Kind of their style. So I was looking into, and I know this is like a novel length dissertation on 21, but <laughs> we knew what we were getting into. <laughs> there, there are some like little interesting backstories to the different members, too. All right. So Bomb, whose full name is, is Park Bomb, she is one of the she's one of the she's main vocalist. So she joined YG. I think it's a, I think I saw that she like auditioned for them over and over and over again for three years before she finally got accepted. And then 21 trained for four years before they debuted. So she was like training forever. I feel like like auditioning and training and like doing that for seven years before even ever debuting. Yeah, I saw that with Girls Generation 2. Like some of them started training in like 1999 and then debut was until 2007. Yeah, that's just crazy. You don't get that anymore. No, it's so crazy. Um, so she went, she was featured in some Big Bang songs before she debuted with 21. Uh, after after the first couple of releases from the group 21, all of all of the girls did some solo stuff. Hers did really well. She went to number one on Guyon and she won like best digital single at the 2010 uh, Mnet um, Asian Music Awards. Um, what I thought was interesting, like this is another weird YG thing. Apparently, after they disbanded and their contracts end with YG, she posted something in 2017, like on social media that said she had signed a contract with YG and she was going to have a solo album coming out. 
The next day, YG posted, like, no, we never signed a contract bomb. Like, there is no album. And the next day she posted again, like, no, like, it really is. Like, I signed a contract with them. And and then, like, nothing ever happened. So it was, I don't know, it was really strange. And I think that they started treating her kind of badly or, like, wanted to get rid of her after she had, she had this scandal because she had, um, she has ADHD, right? She got mm-hmm. diagnosed with ADHD when she went to junior high in the U.S. At some point, she started getting treated by American doctors that gave her Adderall. Adderall is illegal in Korea. When she was in 21, she like, you know, was so busy with her schedule. She couldn't go back to America to like get, I don't prescription. know, her prescription. So she had family members in the U.S. send her Adderall to Korea. Oh and it ended up getting intercepted. And then she was like in this whole like drug scandal legal mess over that for like years, which I thought was just like crazy. So there is some speculation that like... And that might have like led to some issues that YG had with her and like 21 and disbandment, like wanting to just like offload her because of that whole scandal, Mm -hmm. which isn't even her fault. Like she's on medication that she was prescribed in a country where it was legal. I don't know. I I just thought the whole thing was nuts. I wonder why it wasn't legal. Maybe just because it was still like taboo. I don't know. It's I I read that it's because one of the ingredients is amphetamines and like mm. amphetamines are just like super illegal, like in any context in Korea. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that you're allowed to like send prescription drugs regardless of what they are between countries. Yeah. <laughs> so I, like, yeah, I, I don't even know if that's legal, like within the country. Is it? I don't know. I don't. I know you can mail, you can get your prescriptions mailed to you, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but if someone like mails you, like if I, <laughs> yeah, if I don't my... think like Joe Schmo can just like <laughs> mail you drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. I felt like that whole situation was kind of sad. However, she seems to be doing okay. She signed with a smaller label, D Nation, in 2018. She's had some single albums. She, or some solo albums. What? You say she's under P Nation? D Nation. Oh, I was about to say, oh, Daddy's Sigh? (laughs) Now I wish. Um, CL's under P Nation. She was in Queendom in 2019. So she's been doing some solo stuff. Yeah. and still performing and all that. Then the next member I want to talk about is Dara, who is Sundara Park. She, and I think <laughs> this is definitely why, or I don't know, maybe why. I think this was a big reason why my girlfriend and, and our friend Flory got into 21 is that Sundara Park is huge in the Philippines. And mm-hmm. she like started her career like, career in the philippines she was a contestant on star circle quest she she had she's not she was born in korea and then her family moved to the philippines because her dad was like having financial trouble and he thought he could i don't know make money in the philippines i guess or it would be cheaper to live there so she did a whole bunch of stuff in the philippines she had an album there she was on that show she co-hosted um variety shows the Filipino talent shows and during um, before 21 and after 21, she's done a lot of acting, web shows, variety shows, all sorts of things. Um, she's fluent in English, Filipino, Chinese, Japanese. She's like a multilingual queen. Uh, so she's been really successful still in her entertainment career. 
And then uh, we've got CL, you know, my favorite, my mm-hmm. queen. Uh, she's obviously done very well in her solo career after 21. I discovered this today and it excited me greatly. So she did her first solo North American tour in 2016. And I read today that the New York City show was the first show of her first solo North America tour. And that's the one I was at. Oh, uh, nice. I know. That was like, that's exciting. Uh, she was also the first female South Korean soloist to appear on the Billboard Top 100 at 94 for Lifted in 2016. Nice. She was last year. She was the first K-pop musician along with Rosé from Blackpink at the Met Gala. Oh, yeah. I remember that. That feels like forever ago. I know. <laughs> uh, she they was... went together, right? I don't know. No, were they just both there? She she wore uh, that like denim thing, which I just saw today was like kind of inspired by a Hanbok, which I wouldn't <laughs> necessarily have put together. But, um, no. you know, it was Met Gala-esque. She was... Uh, 2015 Time Magazine's second most influential when she was second on the list of most influential people in the world for Time Magazine. (laughs) She came in second to Putin was number one that year. (laughs) (laughs) She was on 2019 Forbes Asia 30 under 30. She was the only South Korean woman included in Google's Women History Month campaign of March 2021. So she has like a big global reach and like a lot of kind of accolades she's also like very big in the fashion industry and she has like a lot of these partnerships with um really famous designers um jeremy scott and alexander wang like announced her as like one of their muses and she was also the first korean brand ambassador for ivy park which is Beyonce's like athleisure mm-hmm. wear. So she's like real fancy and fashionable and you know all the she's always hanging out with like designers and shit. Yeah. I watched a video an interview when she her um solo album dropped a couple months ago <clears throat> and she was also one of like the first Korean artists to wear grills which I think is amazing. <laughs> she had to get them like made in Japan because they weren't making them anywhere in Korea at the time. So, you know, she's just an icon. Yeah. All right, I swear I'm getting towards the end (laughs) this is where it gets kind of like sad again so i wanted to talk a little bit about minzy minzy is the youngest she is the one that decided to leave yg a couple months before the group the entire group disbanded what's insane is that she was recruited to yg when she was in sixth grade oh jesus because they saw like there was a video of her dancing circulating and it got uploaded to YG's homepage or something like that. And so they recruited her and I was reading some interviews with her and I haven't, I mean, it's becoming more, more of a thing, but I haven't really, I still to this day, haven't seen a ton of artists in the K-pop industry, like really talking about like mental health stuff and more specifically the toll that being an idol took on their mental health. Mm -hmm. So she talks about this a lot and she really felt like she was like stunted socially and like really lonely and like developed a lot of like depression and anxiety from, you know, being a trainee and an idol at such a young age. She started doing that when she was like 11, 12, and she specifically called out the YG CEO. He, he like told people that 21 was like their ugly group. 
and that they what? were all super ugly. And I was wow. like, that's so awful. And she just like, yeah, she talks a lot about how uh, she was like very alone and felt very depressed. And like she really wanted to do solo stuff. At one point, she made an entire solo album and then they just scrapped the whole thing and never put it out. Uh, and she does say that Teddy was like somebody that was really supportive to her. And then, of course, the other like members encouraged her. Um, but other than that, like she kind of had a really bad time at YG. She was very depressed and like suicidal and like they were not treated well, which mm-hmm. is not like surprising. But I did think it was surprising that she like talked about it so openly. Anyway, <laughs> in some positive news, she eventually signed with a smaller label. She put out her solo album. It hit number two on the Billboard World Albums chart. And then in 2020, she actually started her own agency called MZ Entertainment. I know she also has some sort of like partnership with an entertainment company in the Philippines. I know I've seen that she has like a dance studio as well. And just in these interviews that I read of her, like she's, you know, has like a lot more ownership over her music and being able to do more projects that she wants to and she seems like a lot happier and and felt a lot of freedom when she was able to leave YG. So that is the long and winding journey of 21. Um, I don't know. I just think their music is great. I think they made like paved the way like Girls Generation paved the way for a lot of girl groups that came after them. Um, I think it's great that they were able to accomplish so much and have these like successful solo careers after 21 disbanded, especially considering like, I mean, obviously we don't know the whole story, but it seems like <laughs> they probably went through some shit with YG. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I think it's cool that they're all like still friends. They all still support each other's projects. They kind of feature each other in different solo projects too. Uh, so they seem like they're still all pretty close as well. And that is <laughs> everything you could ever want to know about 21. <laughs> Wow. I I really took us up and down and all over the place. There were highs, there were lows. It was a roller coaster, man. The best of times was the worst times. I just, I mean, I knew that like YG was shit, but like YG is shit. (laughs) I know. Like when I was looking into this, I had like kind of a vague idea of like some of this stuff, but I don't know, man, especially reading some of the interviews with Minzy, I was like, damn, man, like, I don't know, makes me sad. (laughs) And then I feel like I get stuck in like a guilt cycle of like, oh, my God, how many people are suffering to make the thing that makes me happy? (laughs) You know, (laughs) just a little light existentialism on a Wednesday night. Yeah, MBD. But I do think it does seem like the industry is ever so slightly moving forward. Um, and hopefully groups are getting treated a little bit better. Yeah, Maybe. I feel like, yeah, I, I would really hope, especially since now, like compared to back then, a lot more, it's a lot easier to make things public. You know? Yeah. And I think and I would hope that uh, like K-pop stars would feel like even if their own label didn't support them, then the public would. Yeah. Because I feel like the public in general, and I know it's not 
as much this way in Korea yet as it is in the West. Like there is a growing awareness of like mental health issues and the way people should be treated. And, you know, Mm. especially I think probably still to this day and even more so back then, the way that girl groups are treated is very different than the way that boy groups are treated. Um, But I think more of that stuff is becoming... I don't know, brought to public awareness. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, well, now that I've totally made everything sad. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should have gone first. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't thinking. I thought I was like, I thought it was going to be uplifting because they had so many like accomplishments and like are such fierce icons. <laughs> and then I accidentally layered it in such a way that we ended on a down. Well, I mean, they're all like you said, they're like all doing like their own like solo stuff now. And it seems like they've been like successful in it. So that's a happy ending. It's true. (laughs) It's true. They do seem like they are pursuing their own interests and they've largely been successful in it. Yeah. And and who knows, like, especially since their disbandment wasn't over, you know, them like not being friendly with one another. If they're still all really good friends, maybe. Dude, and now CL has her own label. Yeah. Like maybe they'll, you know, come out with some music, maybe, you know. Heck yeah. Together. So stream alpha. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, is there any happiness in the K-pop world we could talk about the end one? Well, um, oh, we've got Seven Fates coming out in a couple of days. Oh, yeah. I, the BTS webtoon. Yeah, I haven't really been keeping up on it. I because I, they release like videos and stuff like interviews with each member. I don't oh, know. Yeah, I haven't watched all that yet. I I haven't watched like any BTS content. No, I feel like I'm I'm supposed to be on break. <laughs> exactly and i feel like too because before you know as things were coming out it's like oh watching them right away but first like they're on a break which means i get to have a break and then they're also like posting stuff on instagram which is a lot easier to consume yeah than like actual videos because like years go on our attention span just deteriorates even more so it's like i get my content that i want from like their Instagram postings and stuff that I don't really need their YouTube stuff anymore. But I don't know. I feel like we're going to get a comeback soon. My body is ready. My wallet is not. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I I really hope I can finish my butter collection before the next comeback. So what, you just need the one JK card, right? Yeah, I need JK cream. If anyone has it, hit me up. <laughs> Mikachu collects on Instagram. I will literally, like, I have, like, other, like, my duplicate cards for sure. I'll literally give you all of my duplicates just for that one card (laughs) at this point. Like, it is so bad. And I'll pay you. Like, I'll give you all my cards plus, like, 20 bucks. Like, just give it to me, please. I'm pretty, like, you can't find it on Japanese Mercari? Um, I think that's where I got mine. Yeah, I mean, I I, I didn't want to pay for it. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But, I mean, at this point, I I might just have to... I don't know. I was hoping that when I reposted it that people were gonna but no. Nope. I've been on the lookout. I haven't seen it anywhere. Yeah, I've I've seen them up, but then they just they get Snapped claimed yeah. yeah so quickly. <sighs> I don't know. Anyway, I think that I think that this is a long episode. So <laughs> I think this I think this is gonna be like a two hour. I don't know. I don't hour. know. Irish might Irish will do with editing magic. 
I don't know because like there wasn't a whole lot of unnecessary like sidebar stuff it was all like related yeah really important stuff hard hitting yeah I mean we had like freaking three segments I thought we I felt like I was worried we wouldn't have enough content (laughs) I know I was too I, I was like, like I didn't happened. write anything. I was like, I didn't write anything down for Girls' Generation. Like, this is gonna be five minutes, and I'm gonna be done, and it's gonna be horrible. But... Well, I had like seven pages of notes. For yeah. <laughs> God. You you basically wrote a biography for them. Yeah, I feel bad, but now it's all really deep into it. Yeah, I mean, I kind of wanted to do that, but then I just time snuck up on me, and then I was like, you know what? I really want to take a nap because I only got like three hours yeah. of sleep last yeah. night. So self care, yeah, self care. And then I was like, oh, I'll get up at six thirty, and uh, I'll do my research then. And then my research just consisted of me watching music videos. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. So what do we do? We know what's coming around the bend. I know we're probably going to. We're going to be recording right after Pentagon drops their new album. Yeah. So that's coming up. We might have a special guest talking yeah. about that with us. Our first guest. Hopefully. You know, I haven't asked We were supposed yet. to have one before, but. No, we failed. Then I got sick and our guest got sick. So it didn't happen. It, it worked out for the best, but. We'll, oh, we'll speaking of Pentagon, I need to make a correction. Ooh, <laughs> I know. Me for once. No, Flory called me out. Oh, back when we were doing the uh, top twenty countdown of K-pop songs for the year, I was talking about Carreras, and I said that it was. I said that it was. <laughs> now I can't think of anybody's name. I said that it was Kino, Yuta, and uh, Hung Sok. But it's actually Woosok. So my mm. deepest apologies. <laughs> I know. This is where all the one star reviews are coming from. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but we will talk about Pentagon's new album. I will try to make Mika listen to it. And <laughs> I will get all of their names correct when we talk about it. Yeah, I I will listen to it um, if we do talk about it. But I will not know any of their names. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I don't know if I've listened to any Pentagon stuff. I don't even think you listened to their last album because you're a hater. Mm. See, I think they came up on, like, they've come up on playlists. So I have listened to them, but yeah. but I, like, I don't know. Do I have any saved? Probably not. We'll see. Maybe this will be my chance. I think that you will, and Floria said the same thing, that she thinks you will like you, uh, you tell because he's got a really deep voice, kind of like his. <sighs> It's true. I'm a sucker. So I Felix and Stray Kids. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That was the other person I was thinking of. Felix. Yeah, yeah. So she thinks you might be a Yuto bias. Let's see. What's this dude look like? He's cute. He's Japanese. Okay. Why did I put that in? And I got like an anime thing, which makes sense because Japanese. But... His name is Adachi Yuto. Yeah. He's handsome. Oh, hell yeah. He's caught. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and his voice is like, oh, deep. no. Oh no! Is this gonna convert me? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, he's attractive. He's insanely attractive. Anyway, that's what we can look forward to next time. All right. Anything else uh, you can think of that we might have? No, just that you know we won't be having an episode coming up next week. Yes, so will be the following week, which the it'll probably take you two weeks to listen to this episode. <laughs> so, as you were like talking, I was like, maybe we should have made this a two-parter, but it's like that's just too much work. <laughs> 
I mean, we could have Irish edited it into two parts if we really wanted. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I so I I looked up this dude right, and then I'm on Google Images, and there's a skirt with just his face on it. So that's nice. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah that's what we got so yeah that's all in the month with and yeah uh if you enjoyed listening to us this week if you actually made it this far congratulations deeply impressed (laughs) yeah i i wish i had something to give you i give you my appreciation and uh my love yeah and anyway soon to be snoop dog lil nas x photo cards so I started doing like I I did end up buying those like photo car things like that I made. Yo, what if I make Snoop Dogg ones? Oh, I'd love it. Nozick. You should make photo cards with our face on it. <laughs> Collect them all. Honestly, honestly, we should. Anyway, <laughs> all right, let's wrap this shit up. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> I mean, Irish, you can keep that in if you want. I don't care. But this is things like three hours long now at this point. <laughs> All right, so that's what we got for this week. Oh, you're going for it. All right, go do it. Uh, you can check us out on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter, all at Simply Stanish. Um, you can like, <laughs> subscribe, review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcasts. I think you can only review us on some of those platforms, but you can give us a listen. We love it. We'd love to hear from you. Give us your feedback. We are open to constructive criticism. Yeah. Um, don't don't be the the one star reviewers that leave nothing. Yeah, that we don't accept and we don't tolerate. It's like okay, we can get a few, but like literally, they're all just like no one tells us why it's a one yeah. star. It's like just make some scene. How like are we haters. supposed to improve anyway? So keep going, you're doing so good. Yeah, yeah. So like us. Review us, subscribe, follow us on socials. We'd love to interact with you there. Mm-hmm. Literally say anything ever, and I would love it. You literally just <laughs> say hi. Just send us Instagram. an emoji. <laughs> Doing my best. If you have any suggestions on segments for us to do, because yeah. we can't review an old group every week. <laughs> We're not <laughs> out of groups at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think that is it. And thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with us. We will have new and exciting things for you next time. (laughs) Bye. Bye. You did so Nailed good. It. You honestly <laughs> did. That was great. <laughs> Next is up is intro. <laughs> oh, no. I'm scared. I'm scared to see how long this was. I wish it told us, but. I know. Oh, poor Irish. Well, he has extra time now, sort of. He does? No, he doesn't. <laughs> we have extra time. He doesn't. <laughs> <laughs>